Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Luann's Land Podcast, a place to find strength for your journey. Now, here's your host, award-winning country music artist, Luann Hunt. For the past 29 years, Pastor Greg Laurie and his Southern California-based Harvest Christian Fellowship Ministry has been holding annual crusades at Angel Stadium in Anaheim. In an effort to advertise for this year's event, August 17th through the 19th, Harvest placed several banners in malls at Fashion Island in Orange County with the help of the Irvine Company. After two weeks of being in the malls, the Irvine Company contacted Harvest and told them that the artwork on their banners would have to be changed to include non-offensive images because not only did they receive complaints about the ads, but also a serious threat. Harvest changed the artwork, which included Pastor Laurie holding a plain black book representing the Bible. In the end, the Irvine Company still decided to take down all of the ads and refunded the ministry's payment, according to John Collins, Executive Director for Harvest. As you can imagine, John and Pastor Laurie and the Harvest staff are quite shaken up over this, and John is here to talk to Luann's Land Podcast about the impact this has had on their thriving and ever-growing outreach. Hi, John. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. Welcome to the podcast. Well, grateful to be here. Thank you a lot. Yeah, I happened to see a story online about your church having to take down your banners with Pastor Laurie advertising your upcoming Harvest Crusade. Can you tell me a little bit about how that went down? Yes. Uh, you know, each year, uh, well, actually, we've done this crusade now in Orange County for um, almost 30 years. This is our 29th year. And we'll meet in Anaheim Stadium. We'll have anywhere from 100 to 110,000 people at times. You know, it's it's a very fruitful event. It's a I would say a beloved event in, in Orange County. People know about it. They uh, see the bumper stickers every year that we put out. We'll do a hundred thousand bumper stickers and distribute them through churches. And, and we have billboards on the freeways and, and uh, we've got uh, bus shelters and we hand out hundreds of thousands of invites. And uh, so this year we, we wanted to uh, try putting a banner, a large banner in a couple of the, large malls at the Irvine Spectrum at the Fashion Island in uh, Orange County. Those are two, you know, real cultural icons of where people, um, people gather regularly. And uh, so we thought it'd be a great place to advertise. So we bought the advertisement, uh, the space, and we uh, uh, created the ads that look like our bumper stickers and look like everything else we've been handing out. And they were up for two weeks, and uh, then we got word from the uh, the uh, uh, the mall or the 
the people that uh, administrate the ads there that uh, they were receiving uh, complaints and uh, not only that, threats. And could we change it? And, and um, of course, the one banner had a picture of uh, Pastor Greg holding up what, what what we know is a Bible. It didn't say it wasn't a cross on it. Nobody would have known it's the Bible. It just he was holding it up uh, as if it were a Bible, and, and indeed it was. But uh, but it was the point is it wasn't overtly religious. And um, you know, as uh, uh, they had asked us if if you know we'd consider changing that picture and just doing something, you know, a lot less um, uh, you know uh, overt with with that kind of a picture. So, so we uh, just put together a very simple ad that was like our bumper sticker that just said harvest and had some of the artists on it. And we submitted that and um, they came back and said, well, we decided not to put your ads up at all. And they refunded us uh, our money. So it's, it's kind of uh, um, uh, just odd. You know, we, we were kind of taken back by why this would happen. You know, we're not, we're not promoting anything that's um, uh, offensive, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, the, uh, the campaign itself. Um, so we were, we were just kind of mystified. So did they give you any clue as to what the complaints were about? Like what was directly said? Yeah, we attempted to, um, find that out but they the company has uh you know stopped talking with us basically and and look our our you know we're not upset so much with the Irvine company um they're the ones that control the ads in those malls uh, I understand their position as a business but uh you know they're the unfortunate thing is that they're receiving heat and pushback from what I assume is a small contingent of uh, people who are just intolerant to the Christian message. And so, you know, their way of, uh, of handling it is simply to, uh, you know, remove that uh, bone of contention, so to speak. But, um, you know, I, we feel it's, uh, 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 it's, it's not really getting to the heart of the issue. You know, it's a cultural issue that we're, we're, we're facing here, you know, that, uh, that we can't even advertise a, a very strong positive event that, uh, you know, has gone on for 29 years. And, uh, you know, Luann, in these, in these events, it's not just the fact that we preach the gospel and, and Pastor Greg does preach the gospel. We're, we're unashamedly uh, telling people what it means to be a Christian and how they can, become a Christian, we give them an opportunity to respond to the gospel. Um, you know, that's, that's always been our method, and we've never tried to hide that or run from that. Uh, that said, there's a lot of other great things that happen in the context of, of a weekend at, at Anaheim Stadium. Uh, we've seen marriages restored. We've seen families put together. We've seen uh, drug users get uh, freed from that addiction. Uh, we've seen in the course of 30 years or 29 years, uh, almost 500,000 people make professions of faith in Christ. And so, um, you know, these are very positive things that, uh, that we're trying to invite people. And it's, that's all we're doing. There's no cost. You know, we don't make any money in, in these crusades. 
we raise the money, put them put them on, and it's for the community. And uh, and then on top of all of that, just to show you how ridiculous this is at, at times, is you know we're we're actually helping in the community. We're help every year. We do a food drive and we raise uh, bring food to people who are needy in LA and and then uh, this year we're partnering with Compassion International and uh, we've made a commitment to sponsor 3,000 young children who don't have ways of being educated they don't have food or clothing and uh, so we're going to help to find 3,000 uh, children sponsors that can make sure that they don't go hungry all of these elements are a part of a of a harvest and it's, it's just baffling to us that we wouldn't be able to advertise anywhere. You would think, uh, in fact, you would think they'd be begging us to to come and to promote this. But but there is uh, there just isn't that sentiment. And it scares me because freedom of religion, that's one of our basic rights. Sure. Freedom to, to worship as we like, freedom to express that. And, and it's being slowly taken away. They've taken God out of the schools and out of the prayers and the Pledge of Allegiance. And does it scare you? Well, it's concerning. Uh, it shows the cultural slide that we're in and the fact that, um, uh, you know, every, we're asked to be tolerant of everybody else and everybody else's faith and everybody else's ideas. But when it comes to the Christian message, uh, all of a sudden, you know, it's it's okay to to thwart that or to be opposed uh, to it, and to and basically to to it's not you know a, a degree of persecution you'd see like in other places around the world, but but it is a, a small degree of persecution for what we believe. You know, it's interesting because obviously when you drive around you see banners for church things and it makes you wonder why you guys were targeted. Yes. Well, and, and we don't know why, um, and, or who, um, you know, I, as I said earlier, I suspect it's a small group of people or individuals that are intolerant to uh, our message. But the fact is it's their intolerance of us that is preventing or at least they're attempting to prevent you know, the good works and the goodwill of uh, thousands of other people in, in Southern California who participate in this and, and who we want to invite to participate. And how are you guys dealing with this just in general? Besides, I know you're probably in prayer. and Sure. We aren't attempting to get the ads back. We haven't, we haven't you know, tried to force the issue at all. This kind of broken the news, and so we're just responding. Um, you know, and Christians are upset. We're getting a lot of phone calls and people wondering why this is happening, asking the same questions that, uh, that you are. And, um, you know, for us, it's, uh, it's really a, a little bit of a wake-up call. It should be a little bit of a wake-up call for the church to say, look, this is where we're at as a culture now. And if we don't stand strong and, uh, and to make sure that our message is, is heard and and to protect the freedoms and the rights that we have as, uh, as believers in this wonderful country that we've been given uh, opportunity to, to live in, you know, it, it just um, helps us to realize that, uh, you know, things could get a lot worse if we're just passive. 
So um, while this is not a, you know, a government decision by any means, it's, it's just a business. It's trying to protect itself. What it does is it just shows or demonstrates where we're headed. Our nation and our people are becoming, uh, you know, less and less uh, aware or being able to be aware of, of, uh, of what it means to be a Christian. Yeah, and I think you you made a good point earlier. It's like other faiths can go out and say what they want and do what they want, and nobody says a word. And if you say anything else about another faith, oh, my gosh, you know. But yeah. with Christianity, it's kind of the opposite. It's like everybody's trying to shut it down. So, I mean, I understand the fact that, um, you know, the gospel is, is an offense. That's what the scripture teaches. It, it offends those that don't believe because... Uh, the cross requires that as as somebody who believes that Jesus came and, and paid the debt for your sin, that requires then obedience on our part and a and a submission of our our will to his and and I think that's why people broach at the uh, at the gospel and at the uh, and particularly when you take it into the public square. You know, they they would not want to, as they say, to have it shoved down their throat. And and yet that's the last thing that we're doing. You know, we're we're simply giving people an opportunity to come and to have a fair hearing of what the gospel really is. We don't we don't believe that people discount the gospel or dismiss it out of hand. Um, rather, we believe that most people just don't ever give it a fair hearing. And that's really what Harvest Crusade is all about. Come and give a fair hearing to what Jesus said he came to do and what it means to follow him. Uh, that's in the most simplest terms. And, and, the, and the crusade is a very festive, fun environment. It's uh, something you could take your children to. And uh, it's it's there's just it's filled with joy and it's a it's a great atmosphere and it's a very non-religious atmosphere and and that kind of helps to break down the walls so that people will give a fair hearing to what what it is we believe yeah i know you guys have done remarkable work and and that's why this is so sad and unfortunate and the thing that kind of concerns me also is that that this is sending a message out like okay all you have to do is call and make a few death threats and they'll just take down your Christian banners or your sign or whatever. Right. Yeah. And I guess if there's anything that we would want to uh, emphasize uh, to, you know, companies is that this is, uh, this is not a bad thing, you know, that this is, that that's happening. I mean, it, it should be something that should be uh, supported and, and lifted up. And, um, and I, and I don't know how, uh, you know, a harvest crusade or how advertising it could, uh, offend somebody that, uh, you know, may believe, have another belief system or may believe in nothing, maybe atheist or whatever, but, but, you know, we see ads all the time that we disagree with that I wouldn't, you know, want to be a part of a type of an event or to, or to buy a product that, that, uh, commercial or that ad is, is supporting. Um, but we don't, we don't go and protest it. People are allowed to, to have their opinions. So that's what's kind of mystifying to us. 
Yeah, and I don't know why people find it so threatening. If if you don't subscribe to a certain belief, just ignore it. I mean, <laughs> why call hard, it is a death it? threat? What what yeah. is it hurting anybody that doesn't agree? Nothing. Yeah, no, exactly. That's exactly it. So that's what's left us scratching our heads a bit. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you guys must be just so upset about this. I mean, because it makes you feel like, well, what, what's going to happen the next time we go to put up an ad somewhere? Yeah. Is this group, whoever they are, going to just follow us around and every time we try yeah. to advertise, do something? Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, we encounter that uh, often. There's always people that come to the crusade and, and do counter protests and, you know, that it's their right, uh, you know, to come and, and to protest and to make their voice heard. They can't do it in the site, inside the stadium uh, because, uh, you know, we've paid for that venue and, and we have the right to have that uh, time to present our message. Um, but they, they gather on the streets and, and they'll protest and uh, it is what it is. We can't stop them. But uh, at the same time, you know, we're not we're not trying to uh, to go to war with them. We want them to hear our message, and uh, and you know that they too might perhaps uh, find hope in Christ. I wonder how you protest God. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, how do you protest God? Give me a break. You know, you'd be amazed that there there are people that have all sorts of um, uh, ideas and. Uh, Pet uh, pet agendas that uh, that they want to promote at at at, a, at, a, at an event like Harvest and and so we'll we'll see them with their banners. They come back every year. Oh, do they? Wow. Oh, sure. Well, and to you know the climate right now, there's there's so much division in in this country, and yeah, you know you know what I'm saying. So I think that that plays into a lot of it. Yeah, we. Um, it's funny. The day before this broke, I put out a, um, a Facebook post that uh, basically said, "You know, are you tired of the division? Are you tired of all the the rancor in our in our country? How about coming to a, an event where people come together and uh, you know come to the Harvest Crusade? <laughs> you know, because that's really what it does. It brings us all together." And yet, the uh, very next day, you know, we we find uh, because of somebody's threat or somebody's uh, has a an agenda that's opposite of ours. You know, all of a sudden they're they're trying to divide and and to make an issue. You know, we're I, I understand that you know being a, a company like the Irvine Company, they're they're trying to protect their business, and uh, we don't want to. Uh, you know, they're in a similar position as we are. Uh, to me, the the issue is not with them. It's more with the uh, individuals that uh, are doing this. And, um, you know, do we, do they, should they have the uh, capacity to, to uh, stop advertising like this, you know? So that's, that's the decision that the Irvine company has to make. Right. And, you know, I read in the article that they were getting death threats. So I, I can see why they would be like, we don't want any part of something where somebody's threatening sure. to kill us, you know? Yeah. And, so. and you know, I, I mean, I just can't fathom why, how anybody would make a death threat over an advertisement. 
to me, that's the um, <laughs> that's the real story. Somebody's somebody's definitely um, upset for the, all the wrong reasons. Yeah, there's a a billboard. I have a a, a home in Nevada, and coming back from there, sometimes there's a big billboard. On, that says something about, you know, believe in Jesus, it's the only way to heaven. And that thing's been up there for years, <laughs> and it's still there. No one's protested it. So it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of interesting because that, that billboard's really, really in your face. And what you're doing, like you said, it was just so benign. Like there wasn't even anything saying about the Bible or you're going to hell if you don't believe in Jesus or nothing like that. So yeah, it's just basically yeah. an advertisement for an event. Speaking of the event, um, so tell tell us a little bit about what's going to happen and what Pastor Laurie's going to be talking about. Yes, well, um, first of all, the the event is uh, begins on uh, August seventeenth and uh, starts at seven o'clock. And on Friday night, we've got a great uh, set of uh, musical artists with uh, Mercy Me and with uh, the Passion Band and with Phil Wickham. And uh, most people who uh, have probably seen the movie, I can only imagine. And, of course, that told the story of Bart, the lead singer of Mercy Me. So, um, you know, it's really a timely uh, opportunity for them to be with us. We've worked with them many times in the past, and they have so many great songs, And as does the Passion Band and, and Phil Wickham. So, you know, musically, Friday night's going to just be off off the charts it'll be great and then on uh, Saturday uh, we always skew a little bit uh, younger in our music we've got uh, uh, Jordan Felice with us and uh, also Andy Minio and um, Phil Wickham will be back leading worship and uh, and then uh, we've got something special planned and that's a uh, a demonstration by some of the Christian FMX writers uh, guys that have been X games and you know that doing those crazy stunts on their on their motorcycles. So we're going to set that up inside the um, inside the stadium and, and they can do a, an exhibition and then we'll hear uh, testimonies from some of them and uh, hear how God's worked in their lives. And then uh, on Sunday uh, we're going to start an hour earlier at six o'clock and uh, we'll have. Uh, really a great, great night of worship with, uh, once again, Phil Wickham, but then uh, also Chris Tomlin, who many consider to be America's worship leader. So many of his songs are sung week in and week out in our church services. And uh, so uh, Chris will be with us uh, on Sunday, and we'll do a special prayer for the nation at the end of the evening. And it's just going to be a a great culmination of... uh, of a week where or three days of proclaiming the gospel and seeing the Lord move in a, in a mighty, mighty way. As far as Greg's uh, messages goes, uh, you know, he's still working on them. He's uh, actually taking a little bit of time this week to kind of hone them. Uh, but uh, the, the focus always, you know, ends up being uh, about the very uh, great needs that all of us as people feel. Uh, you know, whether it be loneliness or whether it would be uh, just 
wondering, is there life after death? Uh, you know, if there's people that are just hopeless, finding, how can I find hope in this life? Is there not so much life after death? Is there life during life? You know, the, uh, those are all the essential uh, questions that Greg addresses. And, of course, he always pulls from from popular culture, and he's able to connect like few uh, people can. That's why he's a tremendous evangelist. And he'll he'll make the the message uh, and, the, and describe the gospel in very simple, understandable ways because it is a simple message. And um, the Bible tells us, you know, it's the the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And um, and while many in the world don't understand it, in fact, you know, the Apostle Paul said in First Corinthians, the foolishness of the message preached. That God has chosen to save those who would believe. So people that are outside of the church look at what we do and look at a message like this, and they might say it's it's just foolishness and because it appears that way, but but it's not. Uh, it, it has power. The gospel has power in it. And so uh, when Pastor Greg gives that message, he's trusting in that in that message to reach the hearts of those who um, are without God and without hope in this world. And uh, it connects in a very powerful way. And that's why we've seen over the years, you know, half a million people make professions of faith in Christ. Their lives are changed. Now, I wouldn't say every one of those people, you know, actually made a commitment and and followed through on it, but many have. And, um, you know, so we've, we've seen now having done it so long, uh, we've we've seen the, the fruit of that in the lives of, of people that we've run into. Uh, there are people that have gone on to, to uh, become pastors of churches. One guy that, that I think of, he, he came to one of our early crusades and um, he was chasing a girl. You know, he, he was trying to hook up with this girl that he had met and she was going to the harvest. And so he basically followed her there and he ended up getting saved. And now he's a pastor of a church. And um, it's stories like that that, you know, we see over and over and over again uh, that uh, cause us to just want to continue to do what we're doing and to get this message out. Well, and God is certainly with you. And, you know, people can protest all they want and try to stop it, but you can't stop God. And, no. you know, he, he is going to have his way. Yes, and I, I know he's going to continue to prosper your ministry, and I'm so sorry for what happened to you, but I feel like there will be a great blessing out of it as well. I can't thank you enough for taking the time to come on to the podcast today. Blessings to you and to everybody in your ministry. Yes, and you too. Listen to Luann's Land Podcast on Tuesdays from noon to 12.30 p.m. Pacific at luannslandpodcast.com or luannslandpodcast.buzzsprout.com. Follow the show on Facebook at Luann's Land Podcast and on Twitter at Luann's Land. All episodes will be archived for free on-demand streaming.